0: That's a douchebag thing? When did that become a douchebag thing? This is episode 41 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague.
1: And I'm Just Geyer. Uh, Alex, uh, what movie did we watch today?
0: It was That's My Boy, starring Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg.
1: Yes, uh, we... Oh, gosh, uh, this movie makes me very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna start off and say... If you're uncomfortable with anything um, like uh, sexual-related assault or um, grossness that you would see in the Game of Thrones shows, it is also in this movie, and we're going to talk about it.
1: I'm going to be a little bit more specific here. Yeah, I was giving them a chance
0: to... uh, to turn it off beforehand if that's going to hick
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, uh, this movie deals with both a, an inappropriate student-teacher relationship in that a, um, a teacher has sex with her student um, and it uh, garners a lot of high fives from people. It's, it's really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that is rape. Um, and also incest. So both of those things, if if those if those two things in particular bug you, uh,
0: and uh, yeah, don't, general don't
1: listen to this one, yeah.
0: General sexual malfeasance. I think that's a good way to say it. But
1: yeah, I mean those two things are. I think that the
0: yeah, if if those you're fine with um, hearing about the rest of it, and it's nothing. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yes.
1: Yeah, uh, we're watching all of Adam Sandler's movies and all the Adam Sandler-adjacent movies in a row for 60 days, and we're podcasting about it. Why are we doing this, Alex? Because people online seem to think that this is a big old fat waste of time.
0: Well, it's a podcast we agree to tell each other over and over until we forget it's a lie, that comedy isn't a pit. Comedy is a ladder. Many who try to climb it fail and never get to try again. The fall breaks them, and some are given a chance to climb. They refuse, they cling to the realm or their gods, or love illusions. Only the latter is real. The climb is all there is. And does Sir Adam of chusetts deserve the pit, or a chance to climb once again? Or does Adam Sandler deserve all the hate?
1: Did you just give me... The chaos is a ladder joke. Chaos is a ladder.
0: That, Sancha. Sancha. S- Sancha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing a Game of Thrones thing because they specifically make a Game of Thrones reference and joke. In uh, I-, I guess it's not too specific. They make an allusion to Game of Thrones and what is funny and what is okay to talk about and what's not. Um, yeah, in it's, my it's a
1: very um, on-the-nose allusion without overtly even referencing game of thrones directly which i thought was pretty interesting
0: and i've never seen i I googled game of thrones it's my boy um i can't find anyone talking about it and again people are not having a critical media eye at these comedies did Um, you
1: did you try that's my boy instead of it's my boy
0: give me one sec (laughs) um okay they did say spoofs there is one on um, uh IMDB they do say Donnie comes in through the window and finds a brother and sister named Jamie and Chad sleeping together. So, someone saw that that was an obvious uh reference, but Yeah. you know.
1: Uh, that people... was mostly me um poking fun that you said that the movie was titled It's My Boy instead of That's My Boy.
0: Yeah, but uh it did help me google a little better, so you're yeah. right there. Yeah. How do, how do you feel about this movie? Did you did you like it?
1: No. Uh, yeah. I had actually seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um but again, as I've said before on this podcast, sometimes I watch movies and if I, uh, uh, and if it doesn't really resonate with me or if I don't really think about it or if I'm only half paying attention to, I will completely forget that I've even seen the movie. I, I 100% had seen that movie all the way through. Either that or I had just a severe case of deja vu the entire way. Yeah.
0: I, I saw this. I, I, I generally didn't like it, but I think the beginning of the movie was like a 7. The middle part's like a 2. And then the ending's like a five. So like it evens out to not be good. But like I liked at the beginning a lot and I thought it was funny there.
1: Yeah, for me, even though the beginning part of the movie and by the, by the beginning, I mean probably like the first third, right?
0: It, it's a slightly longer movie, too. So yeah, Yeah,
1: it's like two hours. I would say that that was entertaining. But even though that that was entertaining, the the premise of the movie really did sap a lot of the fun out of it for me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, it's interesting because of the time this came out. Um, I want to talk about that a lot more later, um, so let's real quick. Yeah. I laughed 56 times. Um, 40 or so of those were in the first, like, 45 minutes, um, uh-huh. and the rest didn't really get me that very much. Um, this is a two-stand layer movie. Um, <laughs> it was produced by Happy Madison. It stars M Sandler. And there was a slight rewrite by Adam Sandler, but it seems to be just kind of punching it up for jokes, and it's uncredited. So two stars it is. Mm-hmm. And do you want to guess what the critics and uh, fans thought of this movie?
1: I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna put critics here at a range of about fifteen to twenty, and I'm going to say that that um, and I'm gonna say that fans. Hmm, I'm gonna say fans gave it between a forty-five and a fifty.
0: <sighs> so close. Twenty percent for critics. 51 for fans, so wow, you, you, you yeah. don't win because if you had said like a 50, you would have won, but because you gave a range, you had to be within the range.
1: That That's fair. That's
0: and I, fair. I think those are pretty fair ones. Um, there's, I mean, it's, it's okay. It wasn't great, though. Um, I'm actually surprised because uh, David Wayne and Ken Marino uh, helped write this, and I think they're very funny. Um, they're the ones who helped with, like, Wet Hot American Summer, um, and a few things along those lines, so I'm surprised I didn't actually find it funnier, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But they, they, they they go way more surreal with their movies, which I enjoy a lot. But, uh, let's recap, because I don't have anything else to say about this part.
1: Yeah, uh, okay, so Donnie Berger and his eighth grade math teacher start a sexual relationship She, it's statutory rape. Uh, She is pregnant because of this and is sentenced to 30 years in prison while, uh, and Donnie gets custody of the kid when he's 18. And until that point, the kid is in custody of his dad. Uh, He experiences a brief flash of fame, but in present day, he's washed up and broke. In fact, his like career is kind of compared to Vanilla Ice's one hit wonder type deal. Um, He is, he's past friends with Vanilla Ice. Donnie owes, and Donnie is, um, played by Adam Sandler, Donnie owes the IRS $43,000, and if he doesn't pay by the end of Memorial Day weekend, he'll be going to jail for three years. He puts $20 down on a bet for a fat guy to win a marathon, and, uh, then he later learns that his son, Han Solo, is getting married and is super rich. He has a deal with a reality TV show producer to have a family reunion with his son at the prison. So he just needs to get Donnie uh, to get uh, his son to go to the prison. So he crashes his son's pre-wedding gathering held at Todd's, uh, Han Solo's boss's house. Uh, Han Solo, who is now called Todd Peterson, and I'll be calling him Todd for most of this. Uh, he's played by An- Andy Samberg, my personal fave. Um, Todd became estranged from his dad as soon as he could. Because uh, he was raised like crap. Uh, he, he was never told no, essentially. And uh, he told everyone in his current life that his parents died in an explosion because he's embarrassed to say that he's the product of a, an illicit teacher-student relationship. He's a nervous, awkward guy. Uh, but he is a math whiz. His fiancée, Jamie's family, includes her parents and her brother, Chad, who has returned from military duty. And his boss's family includes his boss, Steve, and his mother, um, who is an old lady. When Donnie shows up, Todd lies and says Donnie is a friend. Uh, And this leads to Donnie being invited to stay, because he says he's a best friend and even saved Todd's life. Um, And he even ends up becoming the best man after the previous best man, played by Will Forte, steps down to let the real best friend join. He tells Todd that... uh, His mom is sick, and he should go see her with him the day before his wedding. And Todd says, absolutely not. Uh, But he kind of hangs around anyway, before the wedding. Uh, Lots of people like Donnie. Like, people have fun with him and party and stuff. Uh, The only people who don't seem to really like him are Todd and Jamie. Uh, Jamie especially seems very disgusted by him.
0: Jamie is, by the way, uh, Todd's fiancé.
1: Yes, Jamie's Todd's fiancé. Sorry for not mentioning that. Played by Leighton Meester. Uh at Todd's Bachelor party, he, Donnie, and Vanilla Ice, who um, he grew up calling Uncle Vanny and didn't know that it was Vanilla Ice. they have a bunch of fun and have some shenanigans in the city, which then leads Todd to reconsider not going to see his mom in prison. He like he reconciles with his dad and then he tells Donnie um, on the phone like, hey, I'm, I'm going to I changed my mind about Mom. I'm gonna go see her. I'm on my way there. So Donnie speeds off to intercept him because he realizes that like he's going to find out about this plan and it's going to ruin their relationship, uh, which is really what he wants now. So of course, when he's at the prison and the reality TV people are there, he finds out what was going on and he tells Donnie to leave. So while he's packing, Donnie ends up overhearing a phone conversation that makes it seem like Jamie is cheating on Todd with his boss But when Donnie goes to confront them at, uh, like, the rehearsal dinner, I think, something like that, um, Jamie says that that's not what happened, and Todd believes her. Jamie says that she was on the phone with a gossip report, wedding reporter, something like that. Some lie. Yeah, it was a lie. Um, So Todd's friend, played by Nick, uh, sorry, Donnie's friend, played by Nick Swartzen, suggests having Donnie try to apologize to Jamie that if um, he explains things to Jamie maybe he'll be able to still have a relationship with with Todd. So Donnie tries bringing ice cream to her hotel and climbs up the side of the building and sneaks through her window uh, when he hears her having sex with somebody. And when he comes in and finds who she's having sex with uh, he learns that it's her brother Chad. And he's disgusted by this. Um, Jamie offers him to keep quiet, and says that finding out will destroy Todd because he's happy. And Donnie accepts at first, but then when he opens up a sentimental gift that uh, Todd had given him before this all went down, he realizes it was a bad choice, and he rushes off to go stop the wedding. And he interrupts and forces Jamie to tell Todd what happened. Uh, Todd is grossed out. Um, He explains that Donnie's really his dad to everybody. The wedding is, of course, called off. Everyone finds out what has been happening. Uh, Todd quits his job because Jamie did have sex with his boss, Steve. And even though he, um, even though Todd offers, well, Han Solo now, he embraces his name. Uh, even though he offers Donnie money to stay out of jail, Donnie refuses because he doesn't want to take the money from him. Uh, but everything turns out all right when the fat guy wins the marathon. The end.
0: Yep. Um. So I want to I start in the beginning. I want to talk about the part where the teacher rapes Donnie when he's in eighth grade. Um, And it's very awkward on purpose. Um, He gets nervous when his jokes turn into an (laughs) actual advancement from the teacher. Um, And then it shows that she basically grooms him into thinking that he loves her. And then later, it basically cuts to present time. Donnie is a alcoholic drug addled like mess of a human being and i've seen so many people call this movie like rape apologia um and talk about how like that part's really messed up and I, i i agree it's messed up it's a bad thing but i find it strange that that's what they took out of this do you have any like opinions on that
1: i do have an opinion i i don't think that they handled that very well at all because throughout the whole movie Donnie still insists that he's in love with her um when he goes and visits her at the prison he's very much still in love still calls her Miss Garrickle
0: yeah I mean I I think though based on everything we've seen in the movie it shows that he he's been fundamentally like oh yeah messed he's been up ruined. for life
1: yes mm-hmm. and so has his kid his yes. kid is also has a lot of trauma because of all of this
0: and he and the Uh, Andy Samberg's character specifically talks about the trauma and talks about taking, like, uh, anxiety medicine and stuff like that. I I just don't see it as, like, them saying, oh, it it was funny and good. Like, no, it, it completely ruined multiple people's lives. And it didn't just stop because she went to jail. Like, they never helped Adam Sandler's character. They instead talked about it constantly on the news And made his entire, like, worth surrounded by this idea that this was a good thing. Because in the 80s, they acted like that was fine and good.
1: Yeah, I mean there were whole songs like "Hot for Teacher" and stuff like that,
0: which they play in the movie during yes. the '80s segment.
1: Yeah, I mean the it is it is shown that Donnie's life is very messed up because of this. I just wish that he had like learned at the at the prison that this was her. F- like, I wish that there had been some kind of resolution to that arc that was a little bit more satisfying to me in yeah. particular.
0: Yeah, I I can agree to that.
1: And but th- another problem that I did have with it is that. Um, people like you keep high fiving over the fact that he had sex with his teacher and everything. I mean, that is actually still an attitude that happens yeah. today. I've seen people like comment, like, haha, nice, or I wish this happened to me on news stories where a female teacher uh, uh, rapes her yeah, student. Yeah.
0: And they have characters in the movie doing that. They're like, you know, that almost happened to me at the library, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. The judge, though, the judge in the court scene yes. is, like, the one person who seems to be very, um, has her head on straight about this. And she says in, like, the end, like, that is just fucking mental is what she says yeah. about this whole situation and, and everything. It's just. I
0: don't know. I, I just, they did not, in, they didn't treat it super well. It is, it is an Adam uh, Sandler movie and it was mostly a comedy. But I definitely don't think they were saying this is a cool, good thing. And I think they were specifically trying to mirror it with the pop culture of the day. This movie came out about a year after Game of Thrones season one came out. Mm -hmm. And they have the scene where, you know, Donnie, the child in this, he is the child in this movie, basically, um, Mm -hmm. walks through the window and sees uh, Jamie and Chad having sex, much like that first episode of Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, it is. He like you know how Bran he climbs up the the tower and he sees them. Um, obviously, he doesn't get pushed out of the out of the window on this one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is a very it's a it's definitely an allusion to that for sure.
0: But the thing is, people think that that at the time. I know now we we have you know gotten to season eight and everyone hates it. How people didn't start disliking the show when they got to Dorne, I'll never know. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: They everyone loved that show and that plot line, and they had no issues basically that there was incest in the show.
1: Well, there, I mean, some people did have they had issues. Yes. Like it's supposed to be like this gross thing, but the thing that they don't ever have issues with is the relationship between Daenerys and Khal Drogo, which oh, yeah. in in the books, Danny in the mm-hmm. books is um
0: violent rape. Uh, yeah, and she's yeah. also a child. Yes, she's 14, I think. It? Um, yeah,
1: like 13 or 14.
0: Um, they romanticize both those relationships. Um, you see a lot of people saying, like, Jamie and Cersei will be together forever. And I guess technically they were. They, what, fucking died in a bunch of rocks. Um, I don't really remember <laughs> the last few episodes. Yeah. When they're making allusions to this, they're definitely trying to say, what do you perceive as something okay to talk about and what isn't? They make a lot of references to this is how it was talked about in the 80s. How is it talked about now? Um, of course. Um, and you have Adam Sandberg, or Adam Sandler's character say this. He's like, that's just so fucked up. Like, I get adultery, but like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then he starts gagging. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the reaction I have. Um, except that, you know, when it's in a movie, I just, you know, know it's fake. So it doesn't really, like, viscerally affect me at all. But I find it interesting, because they're definitely trying to talk. There's a lot of sexual stuff throughout this entire t- movie.
1: Yeah, it's like the, the the morals of sexuality. And I think paired with that, because um, I didn't mention this at all, um, a lot of Donnie's friends are at a stri- like, they are they work at a strip club. Yes. Um, so he's friends with one of the strippers named Champale, and she has a daughter. And that, like, in our society, that's seen as something very lewd and something, like, unacceptable and immoral. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, it's treated as just normal. I mean, she's she's literally, like, uh, eating breakfast while she's uh, upside down on the pole. It's kind of funny. She, like, mm-hmm. drinks some orange juice and it goes everywhere. Uh, yeah. But that is seen as, like, in the movie, they're just people. And, like, her daughter has a very good relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And then you compare that to Donnie and Todd, it's a completely d- different world. But if you looked at, like, actual, like, society... If you say that, like, yeah, my mom's a stripper and I work at the strip club as a waitress, they're going to look at you like you have two heads.
0: Yeah, th- there's a lot of little things throughout this movie that say, like, well, is this okay? Is this okay? And I don't know exactly where they're coming from. So that mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit interesting to me. I'm not sure if the message overall hits, but... I, I like that it has the discussion honestly. Yeah. Of of where's okay and where isn't you know you have they put a lot of different uh people into the shoes of this where like Will Forte's character says like he's only ever slept with his wife and then goes to a strip club and you know pays a blowjob. Yeah, the, yeah I couldn't exactly remember. There's uh the father what was it the father who's uh played by um Blake Clark the guy of nipple rings. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's that's Jamie's. Uh, yeah, father.
0: Um, he's like when when the idea of going to strip club comes up, he's like all for it, even though he's like this rich, stuck up guy beforehand. Um, and also, I think we've come to terms with we think Blake Clark just has nipple rings, and we're not yeah, sure if this it's is o- like
1: the third movie where we've seen them.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they just think it's the funniest joke ever, and it is pretty good to just constantly give this man nipple rings. Um, but either way, funny stuff. Um, and, like, he's all for it. And then uh, Tony Orlando plays... Uh, Steve. S- yeah, stamp. Steve.
1: Steve Oh uh,
0: Yeah, uh, Andy's boss, who both sleeps with his fiance and, like, does stuff at the strip club. So there's, there's a lot of different levels of what's okay. Andy is...
1: There's another um, layer too because the grandma, Steves oh, yes. Steve's mom, um, Donnie is attracted to her and they actually end up having sex now compared to like in in our society and in the movie too, this is this is portrayed as something that's really gross. Um, Well, it's not for Donnie. Donnie actually really enjoys it and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And and obviously the grandma's into it, too. Like that is a completely consensual relationship. Mm -hmm. But in our society, that kind of sexuality we also see is gross. And I think that's another commentary on like, like, what here is okay, like what what line is okay to step over. Yeah. But because that is completely innocuous, that is a completely consensual relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's the one that like garners most reaction, basically.
1: Yes. Um mm-hmm.
0: Vanilla Ice also sleeps with her. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> Vanilla Vanilla Ice. I already know this, but I remember you commented in the mi- middle of the movie that he is just a atrocious <laughs> actor. He's and, such uh, a
1: bad actor. Like uh, I don't know what it is. I cannot pinpoint what it is. But even when he's not talking and he's just like reacting, it is. Well, I don't know. It's just so fun to watch. He,
0: he had this movie I've seen. Um, I've th- seen it too. Well, yeah, <laughs> so bad. What is it called? Zero Cool as Ice. Maybe is that it? Uh,
1: something like that. Yeah, it's Cool where, as like, Ice. Where like the kid gets kidnapped or whatever, and like he, yeah, and, he's the uh, motorcycle and, gang. <laughs> the motorcycle king.
0: Which. I, I know, and it
1: ends. It ends with a music video. Oh my gosh! I I didn't actually like watch it on my own. I watched the I think the riff tracks for it. Oh man.
0: I, I will point out I'll, there is parts of that movie, such as him breaking into a house to melt an ice cube on a girl to wake her up yeah. as a way to hit on her. That's it's fucking so creepy. But it's so creepy. Like I want everyone to Google uh, the cool as ice crew, um, the crew he hung out with. It was like, it is just the drippiest crew I've ever seen in my life, without a doubt. I would hang out with them any day of the week. They're so goddamn cool.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that's that's my whole overall <laughs> uh, whole statement.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about Vanilla Ice because a lot about this movie also. Um, so let's move away from the from the gross sex stuff. I think we've covered that as much as we mm-hmm. as we need to. Um, I I still I'm st- still uncomfortable with the movie uh, because of that. Uh, but you know it.
0: Yeah, it's an uncomfortable topic. Yeah, there, there's yeah. definitely... You can always be uncomfortable with it.
1: Moving to the next topic, like, on, on the topic of Vanilla Ice, is this idea of, like, what teenagers think is cool and this idea of flashes in the pan. So, um, Donnie, when um, when the movie starts, he's 12. Uh, and I love that he's kind of... He's dressed up like Adam Sandler is in Going Overboard, I feel like. Yes. Uh, anyway, so he thinks, like... So much of this stuff, like Rush is the coolest thing. Van Halen, all right. Rush um, is
0: still cool. Don't like. Don't take. I that love away. Rush. Yeah.
1: Don't. I'm not. I'm not taking that away from you at all. I. I. I got really hyped when Limelight started playing, mm-hmm. um. And uh, he ends up. What is what, what tattoo does he have on his back?
0: Uh, he has a tattoo of tattoo.
1: Oh yes, tattoo, tattoo from Fantasy Island. Yeah. Um, and also. Han Solo. We learned that he got a tattoo when he was in third grade of New Kids on the Block, and it's completely warped, so their heads are really big now because he was like, you know, a kid when he got it. it. Because he grew. (laughs) And it also shows that Vanilla Ice had the same thing. Not New Kids on the Block. I think it was like a Vanilla Ice tattoo on himself. That's
0: just that's a real tattoo. Vanilla Ice has a Vanilla Ice tattoo.
1: Yeah, but they they warped the head on it.
0: Oh, did they? I didn't know. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. It was a joke <laughs> that they warped the head on it. That's pretty funny. Uh, what do you what do you think they were saying about this idea, like like what teenagers think is cool, like the WhatsApp thing? And like-
0: yeah, I, I mean, well, I thought it was funny because they had a thing where young people didn't get the WhatsApp meme. Yeah, which yeah, it was it was a stupid commercial about Budweiser for people who are younger than me. Um, I'm I think I was I'm the, like the literal oldest you can be and understand that joke.
1: Yeah, I think so. You mean the youngest he can be, and understand it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Um, but all the older people like the joke and are keeping doing it to each other. And then Andy Samberg can't get involved. And then there's this other side of it where, like, there's stuff <laughs> from the 80s that people are, like, really into. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a touchstone for all of them. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to is there's a few cultural touchstones that people can... Uh, really bond over um and one of them in this universe is Donnie Berger everyone knows about this guy he didn't just have a relationship with his teacher he became a uh like the most popular tv movie he I think was like a one-hit wonder he was always out partying and stuff like this and obviously it was like a destructive child star type uh thing going on But there's, like, a lot of those cultural touchstones that people throw in. That is interesting.
1: Now, I think that this actually has something to do with, like, a Sandler parallel.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Not literally. Like, Adam Sandler wasn't a child star. But I think that this movie is very similar to, like, Jack and Jill, in a way. That this is a commentary on some of Adam Sandler's work. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this movie is kind of about the lewdness and and the and the, the gross humor and um, what you might call politically incorrectness of Adam Sandler's past movies mm-hmm. and how he's not he doesn't really like that's a thing and possibly it was destructive and not super cool uh, but you know thats a, that is a type of humor that he does embrace in the end, I think, is like what the movie is also saying. Yeah, and one of the one of the reasons I think this is because of a specific musical cue in the movie. Uh, the specific musical cue is Meatloafs everything louder than everything else. And in this song, like, they specifically start with the line that says, I know that I will never be politically correct, and I don't give a damn about my lack of etiquette. As far as I'm concerned, the world could still be flat, and if the thrill is gone, then it's time to take it take it back. Now, this movie has some other lines that talk about, like, your wasted youth and arrested development. Um, like, that's actually a specific thing. Yes. Um, and that he should act his age. And that he admires, like, the people he admires the most are, are the Three Stooges. So it talks about, like, his, his sense of humor. Um, and it's basically, like, an anthem about being immature and and embracing that thing.
0: Yeah, and I think they re- there's really a lot of evidence for this song it's supposed to be about what the themes are because they have early Adam Sandler talk and movie quotes. He when they're having the the young Sandler the teacher scenes, he's using kiss quotes because he doesn't know what to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I and I just think that that could possibly be commentary on the the politically incorrectness of of Adam Sandler's movies. I hate the term politically incorrect and politically correct.
0: Yeah, um, um,
1: I I don't think that those are good terms. And and like I've said many times before, I. I know that there are a lot of really problematic elements in Adam Sandler's films. Um, Is it...
0: Well, I just just want to say, though, with this, we are seeing a division of Adam Sandler supposed to be kind of the old-school, lewd, crude person, whereas Andy Samberg is more clean and, like, you know, straight-up comedy. But I'd argue that that's just how people perceive Andy Samberg, right? He, He can say lewd things, but he doesn't get, you know hit as a lewd guy just based on their yeah. perception of him he's i
1: mean the lonely island stuff is very lewd and crude
0: yeah uh dick in my box or dick in the box like you know on the motherfucker song where he just wants to fuck people's mothers um and then you know he's spent the last like six years playing a terrorist on tv so that's not great
1: are you talking about brooklyn 99 i am <laughs> um See for me, I think Adam's uh, Andy Samberg's character kind of represents like the the serious part of Adam Sandler's career too, because uh, like the Rain Over Me side, the Spanglish side, uh, and you know that's still part of his legacy. It's still built out of these gross jokes that he's made in the past too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, and something we didn't mention is in this movie. Uh, Andy Samberg's character was like 400 pounds when he lived with uh, Adam Sandler because he was unhealthy and not good. And then when he was able to break free of that, he became a lot healthier um, because there is negative aspects of being in that muck and mire. And I think Mm -hmm. they're supposed to show it and they, you know, come to terms with this is not a healthy lifestyle. And that's obvious. And, you know, Adam Sandler drinking a beer at all time and tying beers to socks in order to always have like one (laughs) going it's uh-huh. obviously bad. Yes. It, it doesn't mean, though, that it's not a, like, portrayal that matters. Yeah. That, and so I found interesting, is like, so he's he, he is, <laughs> actually, that, that makes, I, I was about to make a argument, and then I realized that it fits too well, actually. So I was gonna say, like, it's not like Andy Sandberg is young enough to be Adam Sandler's kid, and I realized, unless he had that kid at 12... Um,
1: yeah, he's exactly twelve years um, younger. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, never mind. I guess in this case, yeah, he would be able to because I was going to say they're peers, yeah. and they are peers really in this movie more so than they are, you know, father and son. But yes, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, is there anything else specifically about this movie you want to touch on?
0: Yeah, they specifically portray rich people as bad and evil and uh, yes. hurting the <laughs> underclass. There isn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's talk about okay. that. Um, one of the first times we see. Um, the boss, he tells the characters like he tells the other characters, my staff is lucky to be here in this country. So abu- free field, feel free to abuse the shit out of them. Yeah. And I mean, they it's shown that they're they're racist. Um, yeah. the like the Jamie's mom is shown to be a racist. Like she mm-hmm. says that um, like, are you sure you're not a Chinaman or something like that? which is you like don't don't yeah. call people chinaman because he's good at math because Todd is good at math. Yeah. And like t- toward the like the third act of the movie, we see Donnie making the staff breakfast and being really kind to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And washing the dishes and saying like you don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, so so which one is crude? Is it Donnie's lifestyle? Donnie is shown to be he's shown to be a nice person. Yeah. He, he's, not, he's not judgmental is what I should say. He was obviously a very shit parent, but he's not judgmental.
0: The, the, the issue with him, though, is that he allows people to do whatever they want, which yes. there is a level that that is bad. You know, it, it brings mm-hmm. uh, Andy Samberg's character to the point where he has diabetes because he ate cake for breakfast all the time. That's yeah. bad. But being so stuck up that you're treating other people badly in order to keep an orderly and clean household, also not good. Um, yeah. so it's really it's, showing it's, the two extremes.
1: This, this, um, self-righteous, upright style has way worse problems. I think racism is a much worse yeah. problem than a kid, you know, because in this movie he was like a kid that was abused and everything too, but mm-hmm. um, I'm talking about Donnie, uh, than a kid who had to raise another kid having problems. I think that...
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: it's the rich family that has the the worst problems. And
0: it's it's interesting to see the like the poor family is abused by and taken advantage of by outsiders. Um, you know, Dondi sexually assaulted as a child, and then you know that lives with him for the rest of his life, and it affects mm-hmm. his child. Whereas the rich people are gross and incestuous and backstabbing and evil, and you know. Mm -hmm. both aren't good
1: except for the grandma the grandma's good the grandma trips somebody
0: oh yeah grandma the
1: the grandma didn't have anything to do with the incestuous family (laughs) that's all
0: yeah so you know it's it's all it's all there um it doesn't really say that much at the end other than maybe you should be somewhere in the middle from there Mm -hmm. that seems to kind of be the idea and that's, yeah, I I agree with that one.
1: The two the two people at the end that are shown to have kind of the best thing going for them is Champale's daughter who works at the strip club, mm-hmm. and Han Solo. They start like a relationship at the end, and it kind of shows how like like hey let's let's find that that medium there. Yeah, but again I I do really like that the movie doesn't portray uh, stripping as a, a bad thing.
0: Yeah, um, the the laughs. They make for it are not inherent to the job, basically, because yeah. like no matter what, eating pancakes upside down is funny. Like you yes, can't convince it me it's not. Yeah, it could
1: anybody. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, the 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 the, the strip club is supposed to be shown as like like a bad strip club. It's like supposed to be like ah uh, the, the like a rundown one. It's a rundown. Yeah, um, one of the strippers has a neck brace, for example. Uh, but they're the one guy who like insults her based on what she looks like is constantly shown to be just an absolute asshole.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh Nick Swarsen. Yeah, Nick Swarsen's character just has a mullet and like and is always like hiding in closets trying to steal money and stuff. Yeah. Weird character. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's basically all there is to this. Um it's not a great movie, for sure. Um no. it is not as bad as some people said it was when I was looking at this um, and it's very funny to me that people don't understand um, any of the messages or references It seemingly um, yeah and again
1: Joe Joe was here during the slower part of the movie
0: <laughs> I, I want to point uh, out and uh, me and Joe and ben, oh god
1: sorry I was gonna say that Joe was here during the slower part of the movie and he did not enjoy that part at all like that that middle part but Ben was here during the beginning and Ben was laughing his ass off
0: yeah, ben, ben legitimately likes this movie. Um, I will point out, though, when we came back to watch the other half of it, me and Joe had been drinking, and Joe just fell asleep before then. So, like, that's not that's not really fair. Missing the beginning of this movie and then trying to make him enjoy the middle, which I didn't even enjoy. He hated it. Um, but, yeah, um, I have one other example of them being racist, which I don't know if we have to go over, and then...
1: Oh, was it calling black people urban?
0: Well, uh, specifically, they were saying there was a black priest they could get who, uh, they're like, yeah, that's urban, that's very very street. Um, And then there was Dr. Shakalu from Grandma's Boy, um, (laughs) who is a doctor, so he's not, like, super street. And also, like, not urban at all, because he is supposed to be, like, a... Traditional African priest, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, just super racist. Um, Yeah. There they go. Yeah, I want to I talk about some things uh, I saw from Review Land, um, and then I think we're going to do sure. our two-thirds of the way through Review Bombing.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So uh, my comment of the day um, that someone made was, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, Steve Martin, Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler. All stand-up comics go the same route when they become actors.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Like... So, this person just thinks all those people are bad actors uh, and made bad movies, which I find hilarious. Um, Just throwing that one out there. (laughs) Any any comments on that one? Are you just angry?
1: No, I'm just a little angry. (laughs) How also can you compare all of those people at such a diverse range? (laughs) Like, I don't see Richard Pryor at all similar to Adam Sandler's type of humor, (laughs) you know? But the thing is, in their stand up, they also all did gross humor.
0: Yeah. I, I will say, though, like Steve Martin, I think might be the funniest person of all time. The movie that yeah, Jerk Yeah, I love Steve Martin.
1: Yes. Just oh. so good. It's so good.
0: So I, I have a uh, review. I'm going to take out some parts that will give away what movie it is, but I want you to tell me what movie this is.
1: Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's hear it.
0: Compared with the such screen kindred as Dumb and Dumber, Adam Sandler's movie has the makings of a road scholar. Billy fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it Billy Madison? Anyway, I'm going to do.
0: Billy has an IQ lower than a belly, and he has at least respond positively to toilet training. Though not to say that this moronic movie is altogether free of comedic mishaps involving the lower gastro gastrointestinal tract. Um continued on given the sludge that the studios are serving up these days maybe it's for the best uh not to continue with these types of movies basically
1: yeah and people love billy madison it's one of the movies that people point to like ah that was funny stuff He's made the same kinds of movies throughout his entire career. He hasn't... I mean, I think that his movies have gotten... Some of his movies aren't, like, as well thought out or anything. But when he was new in his career, if he had... If Billy Madison wasn't a success, what would have happened to his movie career, yeah. you know? Uh, so he's he doesn't have to be as careful as he was earlier on in his career. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine to have bad movies i think it's fine to make bad comedies and not everybody has the same sense of humor you know
0: yeah i i I just want to point out like billy madison reviewed in 1995 badly they didn't like the movie said critics even though we point back um and then how about this one as effectively as mr sandler projects the validity of a superannuated teen ager they have a dash in it i don't know why he is too sluggish and in. Inexpressive, a screen personality for his antics to convey Connecticut's excitement. The movie desperately relies on sight gags and increasingly mangled hands to generate the occasional smile.
1: Mangled hands?
0: Yeah. Do you know what movie this is? I'll give you a few more if you need some.
1: Little Nikki?
0: Um... Yeah, simply doesn't deliver. The tantrums, which the movie pretends are liberate- liberating explosions of self-expression, aren't nearly mana- maniacal enough to reach comic delirium.
1: Um, Happy Gilmore. That
0: is Happy Gilmore. Um, to which this person... Angled st- hands! Uh, yeah, there was a prosthetic hand that got run over. Um, and they said that that was a continued gag. Um, which I don't remember being a continued gag. No. But, hey. It
1: happened, like, twice.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> So, you, well, so I, I saw this in a larger comment about how um, people are saying, well, like, yeah, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmer were liked, and everyone liked those movies when they came out, blah, blah, blah. And someone said, N- uh, you weren't alive in the <laughs> early 90s, because no, they didn't. They said the yeah. same things about them, and I was a teenager and went to these movies, and they were pretty good. Like, that was basically the overarching theme of that. Basically, there's been no change in how critics have reviewed his movies ever. They're just... Uh, more vocal about it on the internet, and they have never given him a fair shot, in my opinion.
1: I w- I am inclined to agree at this point. Let's 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 do our movie reviews. Do you, w- um why don't you recap kind of what we did last time we did this at episode ten or episode twenty? Sorry.
0: So what we're gonna do is go through the past twenty or so movies and rate them from a minus five for a master of disguise type failure to a plus <laughs> five. The movie is an A plus. Um, that's what I'm gonna rate. Grandma's Boy, of course, because I love that movie. And can I'm you remind
1: to... us what we like gave like overall what our scores were together last time we did this?
0: You think I have that written down in front of me? You didn't
1: have that written down?
0: I don't have it written down in front of me.
1: Oh, okay, that's fine. Right. That's fine. We rated them both positive, mildly positive. Yeah,
0: it was like a plus seven or eight at the end. I'll I'll find that notepad or whatever. But I, yeah I don't have it right next to me. Okay, movie one, Spanglish.
1: I'm going to give this one a plus, hmm, it's between a plus three and a plus four for me.
0: I'm giving it a plus three.
1: I think plus three is probably the best because there were some things that I didn't like about the movie. I'll give it a plus three.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like a plus one for me is like a, a C minus. I don't know exactly the thing. Like, yeah,
1: a, a, I'm just going with my gut.
0: Yeah, it, it's a real gut feeling type thing. All right, yeah. the longest yard.
1: Uh, I'm going to give that one a plus two.
0: I I think it's a plus three for me.
1: Okay.
0: I thought it was pretty good. It was much better than I expected. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo.
1: <laughs> minus three. Yeah,
0: it's a minus two for me. Grandma's uh, boy. Uh,
1: That's a plus three for me as well.
0: Plus five, obviously. I love that movie. The Benchwarmers. Yeah.
1: That's a minus two for me.
0: Uh, that's a minus four for me. I did not like that movie one bit. Click.
1: It's a plus four. It's a plus four for me. I like that movie a lot. Why did I like that movie so much?
0: Uh, I'm giving it a plus three. I thought it was pretty good. Um, wasn't fantastic for me. Rain over me.
1: Uh, see, that that one's a tough one for me too because it could go plus four. It could be plus five for me. I'm gonna give it a plus five. I think he did really like just judging Adam Sandler's performance because he didn't really have anything else to do with it. I'm gonna give it a plus
0: five. I'm giving it a plus four. Um, I I really like that movie. I honestly don't think it was as good as the first time I saw it. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: Mhm. Yeah. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh,
1: that's a minus. It's a minus two for me. Mm
0: Mhm. I'm giving it a straight zero. I, I don't think I really liked. I'm giving it a minus one actually. Let's let's change that to minus one. Strange wilderness. Uh,
1: uh I don't want to give it a minus three.
0: I'm giving it a minus three. I, don't... I almost oh, went yeah, minus I four. Oh yeah, I forgot.
1: Like s- some of those jokes were bad. I am gonna give it a minus three. I'm
0: thinking. I was trying
1: to compare. I'm, it to I'm, Deuce Big I'm trying to think.
0: Would I watch it right now? Compared, to, is there any movie I liked less than that on this?
1: I'm not looking at the list. I don't so think it
0: wasn't as me. bad as the bench warmers for me. So I'm giving it a minus three.
1: Yeah. You'd... I think minus three is fair for all the stupid dick jokes. Yeah. yeah.
0: You don't mess with the Zohan.
1: That's a plus two that's oh, a plus three for me. I found that movie hilarious. I'm, I'm giving it a plus three too.
0: I liked it. <laughs> um the whole like <laughs> the whole Palestine Israel connection was like really good. The the jokes about the, the one state solution. I... I like I finally think of it. It was just
1: so over the top and and weird for me. It like it it got me right right in the in the part of movies that I really enjoy. Yeah.
0: All right. The House Bunny. Uh
1: that's a plus 1 for
0: me. I'm giving that a 0. Just it I don't feel like it was really for me. I don't think it was bad, but it wasn't good. Bedtime Stories.
1: That's a 0 for me.
0: I'm giving it a plus 1. I I liked the fantastical elements of it. I thought that worked well. Paul Blart.
1: Just Paul Blart.
0: Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> Uh
1: That's another minus three. That's another minus three.
0: That's a minus three for me also. Um that movie sucks. Funny people.
1: That's a five. That's a five no, it's a four for me.
0: I'm giving it a four also. I think like that's a really good movie. It's a little mm-hmm. long. Um that's what takes away the five. I just think it's I think it's really decent.
1: I thought it was I thought it was decent.
0: The shortcut. Actually,
1: you know what? Oh. Wait. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Not a four. I'm thinking, and I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, shortcut's a, a minus
0: four for me. Same. That movie, uh, it feels real bad that the shortcut and the m- little amount of time they put into that gets to cut out uh funny people entirely. But hey, that's how it happens. Grown ups.
1: <sighs> that's a plus two for me.
0: I'm giving it a plus one. I think it's okay. It's nothing great. Um, zookeeper.
1: I'm gonna give that one a minus two.
0: I'm giving it a minus four. I thought that movie sucked pretty bad. Um, and I don't think they did enough with making fun of the game for it to not secretly be for the game. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I got you. Yeah, I understand. I didn't mind the animals
0: with as well. Bucky Larson, born to be a star.
1: That is a minus three for me.
0: That's where I'm putting it to. Uh, I didn't find it as like offensively bad as Zookeeper. Cause no, there's... I just
1: didn't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's just the plot wasn't there. Just go with it.
1: Oh, gosh. I really like that movie, too. It's a plus four for me.
0: I'm giving it just a plus two. Um, I I really like the improv aspects. I thought that part was funny. I just, Um,
1: I I really like the rom-coms.
0: There's some aspects of it, I was like, eh, on, but hey, whatever. And finally, Jack and Jill. It's one. Minus one? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it a plus two. I honestly enjoy the amount of meta stuff going in, and I've been thinking about how, like, this is a fucked up statement. I kind of want to watch it again, because I think I missed some stuff.
1: I kind of want to watch it again, too. I'm giving it a minus one because I didn't, because as a movie, I don't think it was as well put together. Hmm. I don't think that that minus one has anything to do with necessarily my enjoyment of the movie, just because my enjoyment of the movie came out a lot because of our discussion. But just as a movie, I just think it was a minus one. As I
0: was going through it, though, there's so much there for me to kind of dive into. I felt like I was reading, like, (laughs) the comedy version of House of Leaves.
1: I'm going to give it a zero. Okay. Okay. I'm going to call that one True Neutral.
0: True Neutral. Okay. Um. So, in the first 20 movies, you had a score of plus 7. I had a score of plus 6. Um,
1: uh-huh.
0: It's, it's a weird way to star movies um, because basically anything under two stars in our uh, way of doing it is actively taking away from, uh, say that oeuvre word for me.
1: Over? Like, Are you talking about... Uh, like the oeuvre, oeuvre or something? Yeah, the oeuvre. The- um, oeuvre, yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're, we're making a, a a very hostile place for movies. Um, but yeah, we, we were generally slightly positive for the first 20. Now, mm-hmm. do you want to guess our scores for the middle part of the Sandler career?
1: I want to say it's probably like a 3 or a 4.
0: We're both at a plus 8. We have enjoyed this part more. Not because... There are mo- more movies we really liked. There was just less movies we disliked greatly because there is some like I gave a Little Nikki a minus five. I hated the animal. I think the Master of Disguise was like a minus five. Eight oh, Crazy yeah. nights. Oh yeah, there were just bad. some like
1: really really bad movies in that first Dickie one. Dickie Roberts.
0: Yeah. Um, so basically, there's no longer the really really bad movies. There's just ones that are kind of not great. Um, maybe again. I'm I'm being turned into some kind of zombie person who can genuinely enjoy Jack and Jill. Um, but I think it's just the meta narrative.
1: I think it's when when you learn a lot about something, you tend to like it more. Uh, it's 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 like
0: It's a, there's game start... again.
1: <laughs> God, you're right. If you start studying British literature in, in high school and that might lead you to study more British literature in college that might lead you to become a Britlit major and do a dissertation on Britlit and at, by that time you're a fan of Britlit you could probably read something of Britlit and have a lot to say about it you're going to find a lot more to enjoy about it when you have you know the context to discuss it
0: So on one hand like we're kind of just legitimate scholars of Adam Sandler um but also he's going to have to have a real bad stretch for me to come away from this just straight negative. Um, yeah. And I know one of his movies uh, I like a lot coming up, so that's going to be hard.
1: There are there are several movies coming up that I, that I think that I will enjoy that I haven't seen. I haven't actually seen a lot of these. Uh, let me take a look at this list and tell you how many of these I've actually seen. Not counting Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, because although I've never actually seen the movie, because I walked out of that one in the theater, I <laughs> I have listened to many years of Till Death Do Us Blart. Yeah. Um,
0: I have seen two of the next 20 movies. Um, and they are the, the 18th I've and I've only seen one. Yeah. Um,
1: I've only seen one of them. I've only seen Uncut Gems.
0: I'm seeing some straight up bad movies in here by the looks of it. So... Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff. If I come out liking Joe Dirt 2 and Paul Blart 2, I don't
1: know what (laughs) happened
0: to me. But we'll see. Um, I think we leave it at that, though. Yeah. We're over two-thirds of the way through. And unfortunately, while his, his highs aren't quite as high, he is just slightly just going up for us.
1: Yeah and also to be fair a lot of the movies i haven't liked have not been his vehicles he's not been in a lot of the movies i haven't liked oh yeah
0: if we took out the well we'd have to take out grandma's boy but if you just took out the bucky larson the dicky robertson the and those types the paul blart i would be way higher in general
1: yeah well what are we watching tomorrow
0: we are watching are you excited i am hotel transylvania
1: I am so excited to watch this movie. I know that I'm going to like it. And I know that's bringing me into this movie biased. So, and I know it's a kids movie, but, you know, kids movies can have some nuance.
0: Um, And this is where we hit in a very exciting period of time for this podcast. Because this is the Alex got the WikiLeaks leaks sony emails and read through them all era <laughs> so i know what the executives are talking about and you know they did my boy sandman dirty and amy pascal i'll never trust you i hate your movies all my homies hate <laughs> your movies let's end uh,
1: yo you can find our podcast at laugh at him pod on twitter And you can also find our games at wannabegames.com. We mentioned last time, I think for the first time, that most of our games are free to play. They're not super high quality. These are like the mid-tier Adam Sandler movies of of games, I will admit. They're just micro games. But we do have an uncuts gem level game in Moonpunk. So if you want to drop $15 on a PDF, that's the game that you should get.
0: Yeah, I also want to point out uh, the, the low quality games we made live on Twitch, um, doing the entire game making process in about three hours and then editing later. We have mm-hmm. a few of those up on YouTube. They're not great quality because they're from a while back and we need an AC in the room in order to not die. So not great sound uh, quality. It, but if you're interested in listening, go look.
1: Some of the games, are they. some of the games slap.
0: Some I, of the I'm, games I know do I'm biased. Slap.
1: Some of them aren't great. I don't think any of them suck.
0: There's, uh, random by day, hero by or super by night. Super
1: by night, yeah, I love that. Download
0: one. that game and make a character. It's just a, basically a superhero improv game where you try to win your way into like a Justice League. Um, it's fun. It's a good time, and it's the only game where you can have translucent skin, a leather outfit that has to be the Canadian flag, and be Thor. <laughs>
1: It's the only game that allows you to do that, there it is. or even think about it, allow you to fathom it. Uh uh-huh. Uh, I actually do tweet a lot about game design at, at Joska on Twitter.
0: And I sh- oh, oh
1: you can support us on Patreon at patreoncom slash games, But instead, why don't you give your money to both the ACLU and the Bail Project? Uh, they are throwing people in jail for protesting. The ACLU has lawsuits against specific police departments and states on behalf of protesters particularly in uh Fort Wayne Indiana is the one that I'm thinking of uh give your money to them instead of us if you want to support us buy our game
0: (laughs) um and I want to point out that although the Brooklyn Nine-Nine crew did donate a hundred thousand dollars to the bail project I think it was the bail project don't quote me on that Andy Samberg makes more than that per episode so, again, ACAB, and you sh- probably shouldn't profit off making terrorists look likable.
1: Which sucks, because I love Andy Samberg. And
0: the show's good, but if they re- if next season they were all firefighters instead, and pretend the douchebags from the earlier seasons were cops, that- that'd be the best comedic move of all time.
1: That would be great. Uh, but like I said, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at, at Joska.
0: You can follow me at Kitty Crusade,
1: And... We are 41 episodes into this, so take my wife, please.